0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Yeah.
0: Hashtag NFL. It was a lot, you know, to handle, I'll say it that way. <laughs> like... Uh, y'all know me, man. I don't. I don't condone that kind of talk. I don't talk that way. My kids, sure as heck, will never talk that way. You know, and uh, it's hard because I love the man so much.
2: Derek Carr on his emotions on the John Gruden revelations and Gruden resigning as the Raiders head coach went on to say, "Love the man, hate the sin." Raiders getting ready to play the Broncos. A couple of three and two teams chasing the Chargers in the AFC West. You got any idea what impact this is going to have on a team that's got playoff hopes and has gotten off to a good enough start a third of the way through the season?
1: No, but I know a naive father when I hear it. Sure as heck, my kids will never do fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't guarantee anything. <laughs> Just wait, D.C., (laughs) have your life turned upside down. Hopefully they don't, but don't be guaranteeing what your kids are going to do. You just don't know. Uh, As far as what's going on, well, not that this is a tragedy in like what the Utah football program had. That's a tragedy, and we see... So far, anyway, they're coming out of it from the football perspective. Uh, but then you look at the Trojans, and their coach was, was canned, and they're a mess. Now, they, you, know, you can't compare a, a death to, to this, but I'm trying to draw some comparisons. It's hard to say because these are professionals, and these guys are getting paid a ton of money to perform and it really doesn't matter who the coach is as far as what your individual responsibility is in a league that has such a short lifespan so you would think each individual player would be able to say I gotta put that aside because this is my livelihood there's no job out there that I can make this kind of cash but at the same time the average stay in the NFL is so short you would think that they would be able to focus at what they individually need to do, which then can translate to a team. But I can't guarantee that.
2: Yeah, there are some differences, aside from everything you say, which I think we can all see the truth of that, but you're going to have a new play caller now. And so how's that going to impact the team, especially in a league where there are so many one-possession games? I mean, there are just tons of them. And so a play call here, a play call there, how you set up a big play... Who knows how this is going to play out. Derek Carr did go on to say he believes the NFL should open up everything with regards to emails and team communications. Uh, he says uh, people would start sweating a bit, hopefully not too many, but that's what they should do for all coaches and GMs and owners from now on is open it up. I believe that is the last thing we will see happening.
1: What does that mean? Open it up. Open what? so I, uh,
2: their emails and their text communications, so we can see what kind of things they are or aren't saying.
1: Yeah, not happening. Why, why would we do that? We're gonna start doing that across the, and everything all yeah. the time.
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Philadelphia Eagles tonight. That's the Thursday night game, six twenty on Fox and the NFL Network. Tom Brady expected to play despite a thumb injury, and. The Bucs off to a great start. The Eagles, well, not so much. Bucks have the, the one loss this year, one of the seven teams sitting at uh, four and one right now. The Eagles will just be trying to get back to 500. I've heard of a few injuries, PK. This is a different one. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, is on voice rest following a throat injury. that required a precautionary hospital visit For a throat contusion, it's all coming from his head coach, Zach Taylor. That That sounds brutal.
1: That would be devastating in our business.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) In the Charlie's Angels TV show, the guy who played Bosley had this weird uh, raspy voice. It was always attributed to the fact that uh, he had a throat injury from being a uh, high school football quarterback. I don't know if that's what it was. That's what it was always attributed to
1: never watched charlie's angels
2: dj and pk
0: hashtag utah jazz
3: low pick and roll they go under on mike conley again he fires a three again he hits again mike conley had a fabulous year for the
1: utah jazz last year touching toward career highs despite being a veteran rebound clarkson has it ahead to pascal back to clarkson Catch-and-shoot transition three is good. Jared Butler driving the left side, comes to the lane
0: and dunks it. Butler's just got great control with the dribble, and he just beat George Hill, who thought he was going across a pick. Went through his legs to break through it and got to the lane and dunked it.
1: Off one foot, nice move. Jared Butler working the left side, flares it up top to Hughes. Catch-and-shoot three, falling back, and he hits it. Elijah Hughes is just a completely different player than he was a year ago.
2: Jazz and the Bucks, that's the Jazz last preseason game right there. Jordan Clarkson led the Jazz with 18 points. Jordan Butler added 16. And the Jazz beat the Bucks 124 120. Now, on to the regular season opener Wednesday night. Take anything away from the preseason?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to have one of those private scrimmages against Westminster on Monday. You know, they, they, that's what the college teams do. A week is a long time to sit around between now and the first game but that's what they have it's kind of funky that they would do that but uh, that's what they got uh, take any way from, from the game or the preseason you want the preseason in general yes For the the individual uh, I probably think it's the same thing along the lines of preseason and individual games that so Jared Butler didn't play in one of them I was talking to Eric Walden yesterday the Salt Lake Tribune and I'm saying it's like I don't want to believe this kid is good <laughs> can you can you talk me off the ledge or talk me that being on the ledge I use the wrong analogy but talk me into that it's a, it's actually positive and he's saying he's having a hard time talking me out of it based on what the kid showed and he said that he didn't think he had elite athleticism and i was thinking about that last night as far as elite athleticism You don't necessarily need it, and really only a few guys have it, but you see some guys have it, but they don't have the skill. So if you had to choose between elite athleticism and skill, I would probably go with skill because I think you could be successful. Because we've had a number of great players or very good players in the league that didn't necessarily have elite athleticism. Well, then if you combine elite athleticism with skill, well, then you got a Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean he's just got it both right he's got elite skill the only thing he doesn't have is big time height but he's got elite athleticism and elite skills so the point i'm making is that you can find a way to succeed in this league without at elite athleticism because actually you you're only compared your athleticism at the elite level is only being compared to other elite athletes in the NBA, whereas you do have elite athleticism compared to most folks, right? You just don't necessarily have it compared to Donovan Mitchell, but not that many guys have it. So can this kid find his way to contribute without the elite athleticism? And I think he can, but then I'm biased. Oh wait, he wasn't drafted till 40. There's just no way. So I'm having all this conversation with myself, and nobody knows it. If they were If they could read my mind like that movie with uh, What's-His-Face, the the guy from Australia, yeah, they think, what's he doing over there? He's arguing with himself. He's a wacko, (laughs) because I'm going back and forth in my own mind thinking about as I'm watching the game, as he's playing and playing well, how do I present this in a manner that represents what I think and is accurate, because that's what people listen to us for, and I'm going back and forth with myself. I'm winding myself into a ball, and I'm not even speaking. I was a mess last night. I couldn't wait to go to bed.
2: I think you're on point about the difference between <laughs> athleticism and skill, and there aren't that many people that have it. But in an era when the three-point shot is so important, skill matters a lot, and he can shoot it. Now, yeah. if you play in another era and the defensive rules are different, you better have the size, the strength, and the quickness. And a and it's not that you don't want that stuff now because you do, but in this era, if you have a guy who can create for you and you're getting to get into one on one situations, you know, the ability to dribble left or right, shoot off the dribble, be on balance at all times. I suppose you can describe that as elite athleticism, but usually we describe elite athleticism as is your first step way quicker than everybody else's, and can you jump higher than everybody else? Those are the two pieces of the puzzle we always look at. LeBron has had both those things for years and years. Now, maybe he's finally losing them and they're, you know, he's not quite what he was in those areas. You know, that's an elite athlete. But, man, you need guys who can shoot off the catch and shoot, shoot off the dribble, going left, going right. And he looks awfully smooth out there.
1: Yeah, guys who can play. Yeah. And he looks like he can play. You look at Bogdanovich. He doesn't necessarily have it, but he has great – he has excellent athleticism. He just doesn't have elite. Same thing with Conley. These are two guys that have thrived in this league for a good long while. So there's a place, it looks like, for the skill set of a Jared Butler. But I don't want to get too crazy and start hyping some dude who hasn't played one single second of a regular season game. But I can't help myself.
2: Yeah, the thing we thought in the offseason, how does Rudy Gay fit in? What does he look? What are the potential lineups? We don't find any of that because of the heel, and he hasn't played. So that's a big old question mark just looming out there. Exactly how is he going to fit, and exactly how are they going to use him? What are the best combinations? What will they be able to do? How will teams attack that? that That all we go through preseason and just remains a question mark.
1: Well, I'm, I'm really – there's a million things to watch in the season, and one of those things is going to be how Quinn Snyder uses Butler. I'm really intrigued as far as that goes because he's looked good when he's been out there.
2: Jazz now wait for Wednesday and Oklahoma City. They will open the season at home, and then they'll go to Sacramento for a game on Friday. So there you go, next Friday. Tip-off 7 o'clock for that season opener Wednesday night. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA.
2: I came into the season thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. Like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like, this This is not part of, you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm I'm just a hooper, right? Like, I'm, I'm just a person who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. Kyrie Irving says he still hopes to return and play for the Nets, but this is about his life and what he's choosing to do. He spoke out on social media, on Instagram Live, to make the comments one day after the Nets decided to not allow their starting point guard to practice or play with them until he complies with New York City's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. For some reason, PK, it's always his name in the BS.
1: Yeah, it's easy to crack on him and say, well, quit playing the victim. You're putting yourself into this mess. I, I get that. That's an easy thing to do. But I'm trying to look deeper uh, into this situation and trying to see what's in this man's soul, what's in this man's heart, what's in this man's mind. Uh, and it, it's really hard to do. The easy way is just to just throw out some criticism and say, yeah, I could be a tough guy and criticize him because he doesn't play for the Jazz. There'll be zero blowback on my behalf if I just rip him left and right. Yeah. But I'm trying to be more analytical involving this. It's hard to because... I, I don't know, you know what? What would I have done uh, if I didn't basically have to get the vaccine? Yeah. It's easy to say, well, I got it. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, I I had to get it, right? I I don't have the leverage that he has. Now I got it, and so far, I don't know. I should say knock on wood, what have you? I don't have any problems. I didn't. I didn't have any problem. I didn't have a headache. I didn't even have an arm ache when I got it.
2: It was yeah. nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And zero, you zero
1: Yeah, Yeah, zero. I had nothing, literally nothing. But that's me. So it's easy to criticize, as I say. It's a complex situation here for sure.
2: Philadelphia 76 coach Doc Rivers said of Ben Simmons in 76ers' final preseason game Friday, I'm assuming he's going to play, but who knows? I can't get in anyone's head. He's also unsure the status of Simmons' trade demand. I don't know. He's voiced that, but we'll see how that works out.
1: Oh, this is typical. We go to Irving first, then we go to the Simmons saga. There it is. So, what we so do, trade I agree. Simmons for Irving. Uh,
2: nah, that already got floated in Philly, and they already shut that down. They're not. They're not yeah, I, that. They're yeah. Not I don't know
1: if I'm the Nets. Would I do that? I say yeah. I, I agree with Doc Rivers. I can't get in someone's head. You try, but more often than not, you fail.
2: There'll be games soon, PK. And then we'll leave the saga of the two biggest stars who've been the saga here throughout preseason. We'll leave and move on to something else. Something else will happen. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball.
2: Dodgers and Giants, game five. You wanted it, you expected it. Here it is tonight. Winner will play Atlanta in the National League Championship Series. Loser is all done. 7 o'clock tonight on TBS. The Giants were one game better in the regular season. Can they be one game better in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, the only shame is this, this isn't a 7-gamer, it's a 5-gamer, but this is really cool for, I think, sports fans, particularly baseball fans like somebody like me, because in this this situation... You know, in a regular season game, a team gets off to a 2 nothing lead. Anybody's, Nobody's really paying attention. All right, you got the third inning, you're up 2 nothing. whoop Whoop-de-doo. But tonight, when that happens, there's going to be tension, right? You'll feel it, particularly if it's the Dodgers, because the home crowd at, uh, what do they call it, AT&T Park now, whatever it's called, beautiful park. Been there many times. You have, too. And you'll feel the tension right so every little thing is magnified a hundred times over it's really it's it's unlike anything in sports because like a seventh game in basketball right it doesn't really get super tense until the end because somebody's going to go up to nothing or up by 10 points and we know in the first half a 10-point lead you know that's a yawner but in, in this game with the situation with pitching. Do I leave the starter in? Do I take him out? All that type of stuff. It just really heightens the level of tension involved. And for me as a sports fan, not necessarily really caring who wins would uh, sit back and enjoy that. Although I will say, whoever wins this game, I'm going to want them to win the World Series.
2: Well, we know a runner in scoring position will matter because, and even a base runner might, because the one run, it just means every game three. We just had a one zip game in game three, and we could have another one here. So Yeah, but
1: even in that situation, there wasn't that kind of tension when it was oh, right. one nothing. Exactly,
2: right. But that's the reason we'll have the tension tonight, is these guys just played right. a one zip game. So every little thing can matter. And somebody's going home with 106 or 107 wins. And Atlanta awaits the uh, ALCS. They got a little. Uh, they got a little break before they get going. They'll be. They'll be going Friday. Ray Fossey, Major League Baseball catcher, two-time All-Star, famous for the collision at home plate. Pete Rose running him over in the 1970 All-Star game. Uh, he has died at the age of 74. Battled cancer for 16 years. Was a legendary moment a play that has been shown literally thousands of times and i can't imagine it happening in an all-star game now but it's a different era then everything was intense and pete rose came home intent on blowing up ray fossey who was never an all-star again after that collision Uh, he had his shoulder broken and separated
1: is there anybody in the history of baseball who's known for just a collision there's nobody there's nobody else. You could say Joe Theismann with the leg, but Joe Theismann had a pretty good career. Won a Super Bowl, second in a yeah, in voting. So, so he's, can that to was stuff. part of it for sure. But it's not the thing that you think of with Joe Theismann exclusively. Whereas Ray Fosse, that's the thing of you think of exclusively. I couldn't tell you one other thing about Ray Fosse other than that play.
2: Yeah, actually reading his uh, obituary, I found out he went on to be an announcer for the uh, Oakland A's. Oh, yeah, I knew I that. guess I knew that. Yeah. So I knew a little bit about his career, but I had forgotten it.
1: But that's not a playing career.
2: No. Nope. Two-time All-Star. He went uh, two years in a row, and then that collision, and he's done. Never the same player after that. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call him at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bowler-Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz at 830. David Smoke, host on Circum 365 Radio at 9 o'clock. He'll talk Baylor and BYU. Question of the Day is on the way. DJ and PK at 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a bye week, the Aggies look to keep their Mountain West Conference Championship hopes alive as they head south to Las Vegas for a battle against the Rebels of UNLV. Hear all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Saturday at 4. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.UtahHairMD.com. All right, PK, you put a p- couple of questions up, and man, I would have predicted this so, inc- <laughs> so incorrectly. You got a college football question. Is this the week we find out how good BYU and Utah really are? And then you got another question. What do you think about potential changes to jazz colors and the logo? The question about the jazz colors got more than five times as many comments Ask the question about BYU and Utah, which seems to me like a good question, right? The youth's just got their best win of the year. BYU, well, it's got to be their worst loss because it's their only loss of the year. And they're both playing really good teams on the road. You have Baylor's 5-1, and one, ASU's leading the division in the Pac-12 South. I would have thought that got a little more reaction. But people are all about the Jazz colors.
1: Well... We're not, I don't un- understand your surprise to a degree. <laughs>
2: five times? More than five times the comments. Uh, we're not a couple of uh, fashionistas here. I don't know if uh, people care about our uh, taste in, uh, in color schemes. <laughs> That's
1: not really my go-to strength. I don't know. I think the bigger issue here is it explains... The passion for the jazz. Yeah, without question. And the connection yep. that the community has to the team and how literally every little thing that the team does matters, whatever it might be. And you know, there's a lot of transplants in our area, those dreaded Californians. I hate each and every one of them if you've moved up to Utah from California. I just don't like you whatsoever. Now, of course, I'm joking because that includes you and that includes me. And thank uh, you for admitting Cali- all my a in-laws. Ca- yeah, you're a Californian. I'm not, but I did live there most recently. Besides here, and I certainly have a connection to the area. It is a part of me, and and it's really where I grew up in the business, basically in California, where I got to start to do some stuff and and decided, okay, this is what it's going to what it's going to be for me as far as a paycheck. So that holds a near and dear spot in my heart for sure. Uh, but being from front case of me, how many states have I lived in? Four? One, two, three, four. Yeah. So I moved around a lot. <laughs> not a lot of people who aren't in the military live in four different states. Uh, military people, like, uh, big deal. You lived in four states. And that was before I was seven years old. Uh, but excluding them, not a lot of people. So I've moved around and have lost allegiances and really never had a true connection, but there's so many folks in Utah that have been here, you know, they've gone away for two years for obvious reasons, but this is their home, and this is where they intend to live, so they have an intense relationship with the Jazz, and that's what's pretty cool uh, about that. So I can see why that would generate a lot of emotion and passion because of the connection. It's really, really strong.
2: Without question, it is strong. And there are people who have invested financial in previous co- color schemes who may not be excited about this. Although there are other all people... All the color schemes. All, well, that's the thing is they've changed colors before. And when they've gone to different colors, I've seen the old the old jerseys show up at games. You just look out and see people wearing them. They wear what they've got. And they got their favorite players. and They got their favorite colors. And they just stick with it. So you end up with all kinds of looks. Uh, Philip says, I like... The OG Mardi Gras colors best. But I can't believe how upset some people are getting about it. I haven't seen yeah. people that upset about it. Well, we haven't seen anything to be upset about. Just, we- the, just the word that they're going to wear black and white has got some people uh, fired up and talking about it. Ron, don't change the colors. Why didn't you post the new colors and logo? I have no idea what you're talking about, DJ and PK. Well, they haven't released them yet. We wish we had them yeah, before, right? There's <laughs> nothing to post. Yeah. They repainted the inside of the gym where they practice at the ZBBC facility. That got everybody talking. As well as the rewrap of the J note out in front oh, of the Oh, and they stadium. did redo the J note then, yes, out in front of the arena. But as far as what the jersey will look like,
1: See, I think there's a bigger issue here that to me should excite jazz fans. Is this is a new dawning upon the franchise, right? You've got a new owner and the new owner is going to come in. It doesn't matter what team, what city, what have you. It happens to be our situation here after there's been one owner for so long, a family, one family. That's unique too. One family owning the team. One man and then one lady who owned it, right? And obviously that's changed, and it's changed to where now it's one man. He's the primary owner. He's not exclusively the owner, but he's the primary owner, right? The majority owner for sure. And the thing that I think is if I'm a if I'm a hardcore jazz fan, I try to put myself in that position, it's hard for me to do at the end of the day, as Donovan Mitchell would say, because I'm not. And I don't have that lifelong passion. It's like it's not really in my DNA, as the jazz folks like to say, with the jazz DNA. But there's so many. We know our neighbor across the street, our neighbor next door. You know, you and I. We've come to know so many people, people who we work with. That that's who they are, and they're hardcore, and and they want this team to win so bad. And the reason why I think this is a good thing is because to me. It is a small example, maybe it's major to some people, but for me it's a small example of the owner who's willing to do some different things to try to help this team win and win it all and stay competitive. There's one thing you want off the bat. You want the team to be in the hunt every year, right? That's that's the, the first and primary goal. Now, secondly, of course, you want them to win it all at some point, but in order to win it all, at some point, you've got to be in the hunt, right? Because if you're not in the hunt, you're not going to win at all. So you wanted the team to be competitive, to do whatever it takes to be competitive each season. Now he inherited a competitive team. So for the time being, the team is going to be competitive. But what can he do? And if he's willing to change the logo and change the colors, which for some people that would be viewed as a radical, drastic move, not for me personally, but for some people, and I understand how they would view that, If he's willing to do that, then he's willing to do whatever it takes to be able to have the team be competitive and be in the hunt. They were in the hunt last year. Now, this is his first full season owning the team, and he's spending a bundle of cash to have this team be in the hunt. We'll see how it plays out over the course of 82 and in the postseason, right? So the point is that To me, if he wants to do this with the logo, and he's willing to get that far down the totem pole, then all the things between the logo and trying to win a title, he's also willing to do. And as a fan, to me, that's a good thing. Ryan,
2: Larry's with you here. He says, Ryan Smith is putting his own stamp on the team, and I'm fine with it. Yep. If we've heard anything talking to people inside the organization, it's that they are being told in multiple departments, on multiple employees, multiple fronts, don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to do something different. What's the next new big idea? I mean, it comes from a tech background, and that whole industry has gotten where it's gotten, which is basically completely changing American life. Well, not even just American life. Changing life everywhere by thinking that way. Try to do something different, try to do something new. If it doesn't work, move on to the next new big idea. And this really and that, if you put it in that framework, this isn't radical at all. Teams have changed colors before, the Jazz have changed colors. We got multiple people posting here, hey, everybody has alternate jerseys, everybody's wearing lots of colors. At this point, you know, what's one more? They've worn blue. They've worn purple. They've worn green. They've worn gold. Then they went with the city edition, which introduced yellow, orange, and red. I mean, really, what haven't they worn at this point? Black, silver, black, silver, gray, something like that. So they hit the black. They yeah, haven't. I worn. don't know
1: that that's the situation here, though. Is that it's not going to be part of many. It's going to be one. This is going to be the new thing. It's not going to be one of many, right? Yes,
2: but in the NBA, it's never really gone. You know, when they went away from the Jazz Note to the Mountain Logo, well, they circled back around later to the Jazz Note. And when the Mountain Logo went away, well, then they circled around later. Yeah, but that's later they. With that's
1: not him. So you don't know that. You keep going on they. They are. Yep. They are gone
2: now. They are gone, but I expect he will circle back around too because when you have more looks, you have a chance to sell more jerseys. You have a chance to sell more T-shirts so I expect they will circle around. Now, how long before they circle around? I have no idea. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. I'm not going to assume that.
2: Jake says it's definitely something Booner, Boomers will have a problem with. Booners going to have a problem boomers. with it? Boomers. Old people. Baby Boomers. Not Ron Boone. Oh, I the thought Boone. it was
1: either – I thought you were talking about the Australian national team oh, or Ron Boone. Oh, Nice. <laughs> I think he's talking about baby boomers. Oh, I didn't actually, I honestly didn't catch that. Baby boomers. Yeah, baby boomers. boomers. I, I thought, who are boomers? Not <laughs> I, I thought of the Australian national team. Now, you misspoke and you said boomers, I so I made yeah, a joke on that. Yes. But when you said boomers, I actually yes, you thought, thought. You thought Australia? I did, yeah. Joe's, <laughs> what?
2: Joe's having an impact on you. He'd be happy with that.
1: Well, they got one of those dudes as a minority owner for Australia, and I thought, well, I don't get it.
2: Robert says, my favorite is the City Edition, but I don't really care. It's all about the product on the floor. really is. This is the perfect time to have this discussion. The preseason, a week between the end of the preseason, the start of the regular season. This is the time to talk about it. Because if they open up 5-0, and or they open up 0-5, that'll be the biggest thing. Even with 77 games to go. Well, that will dominate the discussion.
1: Now, I wouldn't think so either. They may open 5-0, and they might be like what B- BYU B- B- did. Nice.
2: <laughs> all right, Yuck, we got to go to the phones? <laughs> Yach says buckle up. Rick is making an early appearance. All right, Rick. Take, take uh, I, I thought breath. you guys were
3: talking about my dog, Boomer, the Australian Shepherd. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, so what do you guys think of the Jazz this year as far as record? A little better, a little worse, or the same?
2: Uh, similar winning percentage, I think, uh, because they played 10 fewer games last year. They finished, I think, with 52 wins. So, similar winning percentage, maybe a little less. What was I the think winning was percentage
1: a, last year? I'll
3: have to
2: look up the number for you. I don't have it off the top of my Because
3: head. we were a healthy team last year, right? Other than yeah. Conley, but well, until the last, I think we were I mean, one of the healthiest teams.
2: Yeah, Don, I mean, Donovan missed the last like 15 games, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah. So... I'm thinking I mean honestly those last two playoff games were some of the two worst defenses I've seen any team for anybody ever in the playoffs. I mean it was pathetic. So it's what I good defense if we didn't have Rudy, you know, we're a top 5 defensive team without Rudy, I think we're one of the three worst defensive teams. That's how much he, he covers and now Royce now Royce is a lot like Clay Thompson he plays defense with his feet and high effort but he's not a steals and a block shot guy and he's getting older so I think you should trade bogey with Royce now that we got this kid who looks really good and get an athletic young wing like Mann or or something like that or a Beasley who can play D and hit the three because As I said two years ago, our replacement guys are redundant. You you don't take Joe Ingles out and put a bogey in. They're the same thing. They're slow white guys who can knock down three. You got to have pull the shooter out for the defender. And you know what? We need to play D right now. So let's get him off. Or you know, uh, we need to sit on a lead and get some defenders out there. We just can't do that. Basically, we know we're the best shooting team, and we just try to outshoot teams. And that's not what a good playoff team does. You got to defend your position. And right now, we have one guy who can defend his position. Donovan could, if he didn't have to carry the load and shoot the most difficult shots in the NBA. For some reason, he doesn't like bunnies. He's got to make everything a 10.0 degree of difficulty shot, and it's mostly because he jumps off of two legs instead of running past people.
2: You know, Rick, I really thought you were going to come in here and talk uniforms, and now you're getting all hardcore and breaking it down. You're throwing me curveballs here, Rick.
3: <laughs> I like the, the black and the brown uniform. <laughs> and I love, I like the old mountain blue and white ones.
2: Yeah, okay. All right. Old school right there. All right. Thanks for the call, Rick. We appreciate it. I don't know about going back to defensive stuff, PK. That's what they were doing a couple years ago, and that led to a first round exit a couple times.
1: Oh, why'd you have to bring up that?
2: <laughs> because it seemed <laughs> to be on point. I would take uh, under to Rick's original point. I would take the under on last year. They won 72% of their games. That would be 59 wins. Sitting eh, okay. here right now, do I I'm think okay they're going to be a 60-win team? Well, it's, it's in the realm, but if I had to guess right now, I would take under 59. I, I,
1: I want to see them get slow black guys who can shoot the three.
2: That's very specific.
1: (laughs) Well, he mentioned slow white guys. I I know, I know. (laughs) That is, that's an unusual combination. Slow black guys who can shoot the three, right? We stereotype the slow white guy who could shoot the three. I want the slow black guy who could shoot the three. Let's be different, right? Ryan Smith is about being different and being innovative. That would be different and innovative, wouldn't it? The slow black guy who can shoot the three.
2: Then there's a chance you could go out and get a guy who is, uh, to go back to your uh, your point from the last segment, just get more guys who have elite athleticism and elite skill.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Because yeah, right,
2: that's right. when you get what people really want, which is a trophy. And they can wear any color jersey they want if they're going to go up and down State Street in a
1: parade with a trophy. So, yes, and I would advise all you guys – Get the most beautiful woman you can marry who also is low maintenance and is extremely rich. They're a dime a dozen, aren't they? There you go. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're not. So find someone. My my advice to you is find someone that uh, you can be friends with for the rest of your life, because all that other stuff is going to fade eventually. And if she's your friend, you got a shot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can't have everything here. So yeah, find find the guys who have athlete uh, elite athleticism and uh, are uh, great uh, skill players. There's just not that many out there. So I, I'm I'm optimistic. Highly up. Op- I'm at least as optimistic about last this season's team as I was about last season's regular season team. I, I don't see any reason for a big drop off. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm off base, but I think this team is better this year than it was last year. See. DJ and PK,
2: we have plenty of time to discuss and debate that. We do have another question about two big football games this weekend. We will get to that coming up. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is Hans Olson and Scotty G. It's what you
3: want. You know, I was babysat until eighth grade. Dolores Arnold used to babysit me every day after school. And Dolores? Her husband, yeah. Look how he got like 220-pound <laughs> eighth-grade hands. Well, can can we not focus to... on that? You're like, like hey, right, Dolores. Hi, Hans. I think it's funny the thought of an eighth-grade Hans Olsen probably pushing two bills. <laughs> sitting in and being babysat. You guys let me know when you're done so I can finish my story. <laughs> Tell us more about Dolores. Anyways, her husband died. Don liked mash. Sit next to Don on the couch
0: watching mash. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Don, can... can I borrow your shaver? <laughs> Catch hands and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain
2: Chevy dealers.
0: On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports
2: Network. DJ and PK in the morning proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, PK, we'll get to the football in a minute because people got on Twitter after what you said, and here we go. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> Greg D. I like the bold strategy, PK, but Eddie House and C.J. Miles are not walking through that door. <laughs> oh, get the, get the, <laughs> the slow. Yes. <laughs> that was well played, Greg. Well played. Uh, we got, <laughs> Nate, man, this, is, this has been a storyline and will continue to be one. Nate says, colors? Who cares? I can't even watch the games. Thanks, Dish. That will remain a topic of conversation. Distribution of games and TV channels, networks. It's been a story since the Mountain launched. I don't even know what that was. Is that like 2003 or something like that? I don't think it launched with the conference, did it? No, it was two We're getting bogged down. What 2008? the hell difference yeah. does it make? All right, it's 15 years of this. <laughs> we can go through multiple networks. 15 years of this. And here's one I really don't get. Chipionitis says Ryan Smith's going to screw things up. Because of changing the color scheme?
1: No, I don't think that's it.
2: The politics? What? I don't know. Bringing in Dwayne Wade, that is like the boldest... Most different, most unexpected kind of news. And now Donovan Mitchell, who's been compared to Dwayne Wade, who is the perfect age to idolize Dwayne Wade. while a lot of Jazz fans, who you and I have both heard from tons of people, worried about what Donovan's going to do when he gets to his third contract, even though he's just starting his second contract. Donovan goes over to Dwayne Wade after games and asks about the next week and how he should approach the season. And they're, they're walking off, you know, arms around shoulders and all that kind of stuff. So, It seems like he's making whatever bold move he can make to get whatever edge he can make. And that one, whether it works out or not, is still years away from finding out for sure. But that doesn't seem like someone who's on track to screw things up. You don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why I said seems. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to just be all positive towards the guy. Rah, rah, way to go. Uh, But you don't know that. I mean, Dwayne Wade, great. And at the same time, they had Stockton talk to Hayward, and Hayward wanted out. Yep.
2: But that's doing a smart thing. That's not screwing it up, and people are free agents yeah, are going to want what know. they want.
1: If it doesn't lend, lend to Mitchell staying, then what difference does it make?
2: It's not screwing things up. It's trying to get every edge you can, even if you don't get the result you want. Bringing Stockton in was a smart thing to do, even though that wasn't the result people wanted. It was still the smart thing to do. It wasn't screwing it up. was a free agent. He gets to do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, but then if he leaves, then you've got to find somebody else, and maybe you screw it up there. You think somebody is really good. You draft Kwame Brown. Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time, and he's drafting Adam Morrison with the third pick and Kwame Brown with the first pick. So uh, you have no idea if Michael Jordan can screw it up. Certainly this guy could. Not saying he will. I'm saying I don't know. I can't tell you what's going to happen five years down the road, nor do I care. This team is built to win this year. What are we I'm worried about when the mountains started? Now I'm worried about what happens in 2027. How about we worry about now? Well, we got a week. Then we will worry about now. Right now we got a week. Now is now. There. Now is always now. Now and will never not be now.
2: This weekend, big games. Now there are big games right in front of the Utes and Cougars. Is this the week we find out who they really are? We will get to that next. Stay with us.